0: Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. For that which is born of flesh is flesh, but that which is born of the Spirit is is spirit marvel not that i say unto thee that you must be born again john chapter 3 verse 5 through 7 nicodemus had come to jesus and asked him what must he do to enter the kingdom of god to which jesus tells him that you must be born again because that we have been born once Of fallen and rebellious man, that birth imparts unto us a fallen and rebellious spirit. For the spirit that our father has, so then thus do we. Adam sinned before his children were born into the world. Therefore, his spirit became corrupt and rebellious. So all of his children after him inherited that same spirit. It's fleshly and selfish. And so is there an inherited sin in every man going back to the garden, a spirit that is bent towards sin and selfishness, and therefore guilty of death for it under the law of Moses. So then must that man fulfill the law by crucifying that old man and giving up the ghost or spirit, even as Christ did on his cross. At which point then he must be born again by receiving a new spirit, a holy one, Jesus's. You see, when this happens, every sin and guiltiness of that old person that you once were is laid to rest. Every wrong thing that it ever did and also every wrong thing ever done to it. We forgive and are forgiven. And receive a new spirit, a new life, a new purpose and commission, a new family, a new future, a new everything. In Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, we read, Therefore, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new for you. And so do we step into this new life with relief, refreshing, and excitement. And then we begin to grow in the spirit. And our new father begins to teach us how to rule and reign with him in his kingdom. Jesus told Nicodemus in regards to this experience that you might not understand it. Just like the wind in the trees, you might not know the end from the beginning like he does. You may not know exactly where this moving that you are feeling stirring you up is coming from or where it will cause you to end up. But when it happens, you will feel something and you will see the present effects of it. Things will be different. The wind can't blow through the trees and them not be moved and affected by it. They come alive and don't look the same as they did before the wind arrived. So for the person who has truly been born again, this is what is happening. So what exactly does that look like? Like a new life, a fresh start, a hunger for God's word, and a love in their heart for his presence. In fact, just like a physical newborn baby, Spiritual ones can't get enough of it. When a baby is born, the first thing they usually do is cry. When a person is born again, it usually comes with tears of joy and repentance as they leave the old life and emerge into the new one. The next thing that newborn babies have in common is an immense hunger. And when someone has truly been born again, you will see this in them. My friend, do not starve. A spiritual Newborn, because the more they eat, the faster they grow. So give them all they want. First the milk of the simple gospel, then later on the meat as they mature and are more able to receive it. First Peter chapter 2, verse 2 says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby, if so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. And in First Corinthians chapter three, verse one, it says, "I brethren, cannot speak unto you as unto those that are more spiritual, but rather I speak even as though unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with the milk and not with the meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it neither yet now are ye able. Paul was preaching to a people who had very little understanding of the things of the scripture. And he was telling them, I don't want to choke the babies with meat. First, I got to give them the milk. I got to give them the plain gospel. The simple truth that Jesus loves you, that God sent his only begotten son to come and die a ransom for you because of the sin that was committed in the garden in the beginning that imparted unto every man a spirit of sinfulness that caused him to become a servant, a bondman to the master of it. Oh, but our Jesus, he came back and purchased us. He paid the price with his life for us. He fulfilled the law. He took our judgment, and then he made a way for us to be crucified, to release that old spirit, to die to who we were, and to be born again, a new creature with his spirit, part of his family, in First Corinthians chapter two, verse one, we see Paul exhibiting this again when he says in the beginning of the passage that when he preaches to those who are young in the spirit, he said, "I brethren." When I came unto you, I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimonies of God, for I determined not to know anything among you except for Jesus Christ and him crucified. But then when you skip down to verse 6, he says, However, for those who are more spiritually mature, I preach this, howbeit we do speak wisdoms among them that are perfected, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdoms which God ordained before the world unto our glory. So in this we see that there is a growth process taking place, that once we are born again, we come in to the faith as little children. And God has patience with us as he begins to teach and instruct us. Don't run ahead of God's plan and timing. Let him feed you his wisdom by his own hand in the prayer closet, lest you be given poison by a man. Paul said we don't teach the wisdom of man. We teach the mysteries of God, the hidden wisdom that he ordained to release to us in the proper season. I give you this message today for a learning and an understanding that you not be too hard on yourself in your early salvation, but also to understand that we should be maturing and growing and going through different phases, that we should never become stagnant in this race that we are running. And that if you have never experienced some of these things that I am identifying, then you might need to ask yourself, as Jesus did to Nicodemus, have you ever been converted? Changed? made different, taken out of this earthly kingdom and its carnal materialistic systems, and had your eyes open to the things of the kingdom of heaven. Something we can truly recognize about newborn babies is that they yearn for love, for cuddles, for the presence of their parents. So that we can recognize this characteristic in those who have been born again, they will be one who will yearn for their church services, for worship, prayer, and personal time interaction with Jesus. They will ask for it. They will seek after it. They will burn for this fellowship. It will not be a burden to them, but a passion. And we also have to remember that Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, who was a Pharisee and a teacher of the priest in this passage. So simply knowing about God or even the scriptures is not enough. This was Jesus' message to him in this conversation, but rather that all must be born again and have this spiritual experience Something received by faith that you cannot explain, but you can see the effects of it. A life-changing conversion, a new beginning, and an encounter with His Holy Spirit. I can assure you of this, my friend, even as Jesus himself so often did, that if you have never had a hunger for the words and presence of God as desperately as a newborn baby does, then you have never been born again. And Jesus said that being born again is a requirement for seeing his kingdom. So I implore you, meet with Jesus alone in the quiet like Nicodemus did and ask him for it. Once that a baby is born, they cry, they begin to feed, and they experience the loving embrace that they so desperately need. And then their eyes begin to open for the first time, and they start to see things that they've never seen before. Maybe a little blurry at first, but the more they are nourished with the first things, the more clearly they begin to see the latter things. Yet even before that they can see, they begin to hear the voice of their parents ringing in their ears. They might hear, but a newborn baby does not understand what is being spoken to them. At first, they only understand the loving embrace that they are feeling and the voice that is so comforting to them. Yet over time, they start to understand a few important commands. Usually the first one is no, and oh how we hate that one. But we learn it nonetheless. Stop. Come. I love you. Then our understanding progresses and increases from there, depending on how much time we spend listening to the voice of our parents. And so that we learn over time to communicate, interact, and even eventually work with God as we grow and spend quality time with Him as a child with their father does. Though we do understand that for a new baby, Hearing and listening, which implies also obeying what we are hearing, comes simultaneously with learning to walk. God designed them this way for a purpose to have to be carried until they are able to listen. This is the purpose of discipleship. Because a walking, running baby with no ability to understand basic instructions is a danger to itself and to others. And so is it with us. No one is saved and immediately expected to outpace veterans in the race. So don't be too hard on yourself. Babies fall down a lot. Toddlers get corrected a lot. Their parents still love them. They are just preparing them for the greater things that are coming. In fact, I would tell you this, that correction is usually a sign of maturing, though it may not feel like it. Think of it like this. Toddlers get corrected more than newborns do for obvious reasons. So don't get discouraged by God's correction. It just means that you are growing in spiritual things. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5, we read, And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chastiseth, and scargeth every son whom he receiveth. For if ye endure chastising, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father does not correct? Oh God, help us today to understand this, that you are a good father and you correct us because you love us and you have great plans for us and you want to advance us, not because you are disappointed, discouraged, frustrated, or fed up with us. And so from toddlers to children, and as they grow and mature, they get more responsibilities. They are entrusted with more of the father's and the family's household Duties and so, then from children to positions in their father's priesthood and kingship, for this has always been the purpose of it. Where they are now equipped and entrusted with the tools and authorities of their father's house and kingdom, mature sons and daughters with power and purpose, because that they have gone through the process of growing in grace that all started the day that they realized like Nicodemus, that they could be born all over again into God's kingdom as one of his children. My friend, do you really believe it? Because after telling him these things, Jesus says to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, verse 12, that if I have told you earthly things and ye believed not, how shall ye believe if I tell you any more of spiritual things? Because until we can understand and believe by faith the simple milk of the gospel of Jesus Christ, he cannot take us deeper into the meat of the word or the mysteries or the revelations that he has stored up for those who love him and believe and press through and grow and desire to be used. So Jesus, today, by faith, we believe you. It doesn't matter what we've done or what we think we know. Nicodemus was a man of mighty works and of mighty knowledge and intellect he was a man of degree of pedigree he had everything physically in this world going for him yet when he asked what it would take for him to enter the kingdom of heaven this was your response to him how much more must we believe and receive of it Jesus crucify the old man today Remove that old spirit, Lord, and put it in the grave. Wash us with your blood. Fill us with your spirit and use us for your glory. Lord, train us up as dear children in your kingdom to be priests and kings with purpose, power, and freedom. God, you have a plan for us. You see the end from the beginning, but it starts with that first step, that leap of faith to just believe what you had to say that day. Jesus, we want to be born